Could the Detroit Lions have won the Super Bowl this year? The answer is yes. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on a Monday, February 12th, and a Tuesday, February 13th. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate our everydayers who are out there, both watching and listening each and every day. Locked On Lions today on this Monday is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. And use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. You can follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and at Lockdown Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page on YouTube, uh, the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We're over 10,000 followers or subscribers, and we appreciate you guys checking us out each and every day. Super Bowl is done. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs have now won three of the last four Super Bowls, two straight. And everybody afterwards talking about Dynasty, going for three in a row. We'll get into a little bit of uh, what took place last night and why I would say that the Detroit Lions absolutely this year could have won it all. All right, I, Maybe I've changed my tune a little bit, but after watching last night, yes, the Lions could have won the whole damn thing. Uh, we'll get into that. Hassan Reddick is available. An elite pass rusher is going to be out on the trade market. Should the Lions... Go after him. It's a little complicated. I'm voting yes, but still, we will touch on that. Uh, the halftime show last night, I want to talk about um, as well. We got to do that. And the uh, odds for next year's Super Bowl are out, and the Lions have made the top five. How about that? But they should. All of that today right here on Lockdown Lions. On the Lockdown Podcast. Now, we're, we're going to be with you each and every day, even though the season's done, the Super Bowl's done. We're not going anywhere. Um, so uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right. So last night, obviously, overtime, the Kansas City Chiefs, Richard Christie's Chiefs, Eric Eager's Chiefs, Rashid Wallace's Chiefs, uh, Paul Rudd, Taylor Swift, they're all Chiefs fans. Ice Spice, um, knock off the San Francisco 49ers in overtime 25 to 22. First things first. All right. Let's get this out of the way. The San Francisco 49ers had no idea what was going on at the end of that game. None. Chris Jones, after the game, said, Andy Reid and the staff have been coaching us up for months about the Super Bowl and the playoffs and the overtime rules and how they are changing from the regular season to the postseason. Remember, this year, first year of the playoffs, both teams will get the ball regardless of what happens. And it's a brand new game. So basically, it can go double, triple, quadruple overtime. The clock is a non-factor. So at the end of the game last night, or the end of the overtime, first overtime last night, if the clock would have run out, they would have just gone to the other side and started the second quarter or the third overtime. All right? So if the Niners would have scored a touchdown to start last night's overtime, the Chiefs would have still gotten the ball back. And if they would have scored a touchdown, then the Niners would have gotten the ball back. 
Andy Reid coached his guys up at, look, here's our plan. Number one, if we get into the playoffs and we get into overtime, we don't want the ball first. Let them get it first because we're going to take it second. And if they score a touchdown and we score a touchdown, we're going to go for two and go for the win. All right. Reed explained that all to his players. Chris Jones said it after the game. Last night, all the Niner players were wondering what happened because there were some that didn't realize that the game was over when, when McCall Hardman went in for the touchdown. Kyle Juszczyk, after the game, said, yeah, we, we had no idea the rule changes. Kyle Shanahan did nothing to prepare them for anything. So when they went back out for the coin toss, for overtime, and it was Fred Warner and Patrick Mahomes, the Niners won the toss. What would you rather do? You'd rather get the ball second. You don't want the ball first. That No, you don't. That's just stupid. So the Niners, I mean, oh yeah, we'll take the ball because they didn't even know what was going on. Shout out to Andy Reid and the Chiefs coaching staff for obliterating Kyle Shanahan and the Niners staff at the end of that game last night. Because you could just tell who knew what was going on and who didn't. Who didn't. And Tony Romo is just god-awful. Right? He's terrible. My, I have a, he a headache from four hours of jam, 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 the whole night. He doesn't shut up. Just sh Sometimes you got to let the play breathe. Right? If there's a big play. Just let the crowd noise kick in. Let us watch without you having to chime in with, oh, Jim, shut up. He's horrible. All right, so it, it's bad enough. He's gotten worse every year. Four-hour headache listening to him, all right? But he didn't explain it either. He should have explained it better. The clock's running down. Finally, under a minute, he says, by the way, the clock isn't really a factor here. It could, could just go to another quarter. Thanks, Tony. 15 minutes late. But why not the minute the Niners won the toss say, I don't know why San Francisco's taking the ball here. They should want to be on defense first. Because if the Chiefs score three, you know you got to get six or seven, whatever it is. All right. The Niners made too many mistakes at the end of the game last night, but they played a pretty good game, much better. They looked much better last night than they did in the Green Bay game or even in the Lions game, which then brings me to my second point. All right. Throughout the year, if you watch Lockdown Lions, if you listen to Lockdown Lions, you hear me say, I think the Lions are going to make a nice run, but I, I just don't think they're in the elite in the NFC yet. If they get to the championship game, they'll probably lose. But hey, it's been a great year. And I still, I felt that way for most of the year. I watched last night's game. And I said, why not? Why couldn't the Lions have beaten either of those teams? All right. It was sloppy first half. Tough to get into a rhythm when after every stoppage, turnover uh, in possessions, punts, it's a commercial. The first half was so bad because neither team could get into a rhythm because it's three plays commercial, five plays commercial, injury commercial, field goal commercial, kickoff commercial. And it was a lot of commercials, right? Some of them were good. The, the Ben Affleck, Dunkin' Donuts on the Tom Brady was cool. And some others were, were good. But for the most part, it was too many. We couldn't get into a second half. There was a rhythm. There were less commercials. There was more football. And I know it's a business and I'm not going to be old man uh, lawn, old man on the lawn guy. I get off my lawn guy at all. I love the halftime I want to get to, and, and I liked other things about it. All right. Um, uh, Reba McIntyre was good. All of it was good for the most part. All right. Um, but the lions could have absolutely 
won the Super Bowl this year. I know they have their deficiencies in the secondary. I know Jared Goff doesn't run around like Patrick Mahomes, but there is not as big or this wide gap. All right. I thought the Niners were going to play better. I knew they would play better than they did in the Green Bay game and the Lions game. And they did for the most part. But they made again too many mistakes. Uh, they, they abandoned the run game. Their coaching was bad at the end. As far as the Chiefs go, Kansas City did not limp through the regular season, did not have a great year. But then when you've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and, and some of those guys in their secondary, Sneed and McDuffie, and they got a really good player in Chris Jones, that's a tough team to beat. But the Lions beat them this year. All right. And I know Jones and Kelsey didn't play, and we, we can play the asterisk game. All right. But the Lions absolutely going into next year should be thinking winning it all, not just getting there, which would be incredible but winning the whole thing. I think they could have won the whole thing this year based on what I saw last night, the poor play in the first half, punts, hitting guys in the leg, everything else. Missed fuel goals, missed extra points. Um, Lions could absolutely have been there and won it this season. Uh, that's how I feel. That's a little bit of a change tune on my end, but uh, that's, that's, that's how I feel, 100%. Uh, coming up next, quick note on the Usher halftime show, and then we'll get into the Hassan Reddick um, thing as well. On this, a Monday edition of Locked On Lions. And a Locked On Lions today brought to you by Prize Picks. Yes, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. We are the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. All right. It's demon time on prize picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. All right. Want to play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays on the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. All right. You can do that. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome back on a Monday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. Don't forget to check out our friends at Lockdown Red Wings. Uh, Brian uh, is my guy. Koo at Lockdown Pistons. Uh, they both uh, do a great job. We're into the winter sports officially now that the NFL season is done with Super Bowl. And again, congratulations to the Chiefs for winning it all. All right. Um, I don't know why. I have seen some of this on social media, and I'm going to make this quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But I thought last night's halftime show, and I usually am a harsh critic, all right? I thought Usher was awesome last night. I never thought in a million years as being an Usher fan that my two favorite Usher songs, which I didn't think would make the cut, not only made the cut, but were like belted out last night. Love in this club is a great slow jam, all right? Never thought I'd hear, I want to make love in this club. I never thought I would hear that at halftime. Oh, I did. And then Confessions Part 2. Come on. When you hear, 
I mean, I was like dying. Alicia Keys gets out there. No bigger Alicia fan than my wife. All right. And me. But she had the volume up on 32 last night and just was dancing. She was going nuts. The joy that that brought my wife last night was awesome. That halftime show. I thought it was great. So I know some people, oh, the bad. Or, uh, you know, I, I saw Lady Gaga come down from a, uh, uh, you know, from the ceiling. I thought that was a, an elite halftime show last night. All right. Some fuddy duddies was like, oh, Usher, he really didn't take his shirt off. It was awesome. Ludicrous made an appearance. Come on. I thought that was a kick ass halftime show. So, Haters, you'll hate. I get it, but I thought it was terrific. All right. Over the weekend, we all saw this report. I don't remember who the first one uh, to report this. Maybe it was um, Rap Sheet or Schefter, one of the two, one, either, either one of those nerds, uh, reported that the Eagles have given permission to 2022 All-Pro Edge Hassan Reddick to seek a trade. Reddick is in the final year of a three-year, $45 million contract. It's obvious that at age 29, he has talked to the Eagles about an extension, and it just sounds like Eagles general manager Howie Roseman is not giving him the kind of money or the kind of offer that he is looking for. So the Eagles have told Reddick and his agent, go ahead, seek out a trade. This year, he had 11 sacks. Last year in 2022, when he was a first-team All-Pro, he had 16 sacks. He's been a two-time Pro Bowler. Loved him out of Temple. I won the Lions to draft him years ago out of Temple. He has played for the Panthers, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. Am I on board with the Lions trading for Hassan Reddick? Yes, I am. Let's talk about this for a second. All right? Three teams scares me a little bit, but what do the Lions need? They need an edge rusher opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. Are there immaculate, fantastic, unbelievable amount of edge rushers in this upcoming draft, and the Lions will definitely get one at number 29? No, there are not. Um, yes, there's a $1 million roster bonus that Reddick is supposedly going to get on March 15th. So that could be the deadline the Eagles are trying to trade him. The fact that it's out in public now is a good sign for the Lions because if there's no suitors for Reddick and nobody's really making great offers to Roseman, the price comes down. Could the Eagles just cut bait and actually release him, making him a free agent? It's possible. His cap hit for next year, though, is $15.5 million. And remember, the Lions want to bring Graham Glasgow back. The Lions want to bring Jonah Jackson back. Taylor Decker's entering the last year of his deal. Amon Ross St. Brown's rookie deal. Panay Sewell's rookie deal. Jared Goff's contract. All of these things need to be addressed. And the Lions need to keep their own around. Montez Sweat got, what, $22 million a year from the Bears? You know Hassan Reddick's going to want that kind of cash. And he's going to want a long-term commitment from the team that he gets traded to, hence why the Eagles have said, go seek a trade. If there are teams that want him and Reddick doesn't want to go there, it's not going to work out. So it could end up being a one-year rental at around $15.5 million. Would I, would I make that gamble if I was Brad Holmes? Now, this is usually something Brad Holmes does not do. All right? And Brad Holmes has been, a, has been an ace here. 
Let's be honest. This is what aces do. But I would I would gamble here. The Lions are going for it next year, right? There's no guarantees after next year that Decker or or others will be back. Maybe they franchise tag Jackson for a year. The, the Lions window is right now to win. Do they have a window for the future? Absolutely. This could be a long-term, I'm talking dynasty, but this could be something like the Chiefs where this team is involved every year for a good number of years. It's a young team. I mentioned St. Brown and Sewell, Hutch. Uh, Jared Goff isn't even 30 yet. Jameer Gibbs, Jamison Williams, right? Uh, uh, Jack Campbell's a young dude. Aline McNeil, young guy. Kirby Joseph, young. Melifanu, young. All right, the list goes on and on of young players that this organization has. It's been cool. It's been great. Gambling a little bit, taking on Hassan Reddick for a year with maybe no guarantee of a long-term deal, I would still do it. I really would. He is what the Lions need. Is he a great run stopper? No. All right. As Jeff Risden pointed out in the Lions Wire today, shout out to Jeff. Is he a great tackler? Maybe not. All right. Turning 30, a little bit of a, a gamble there. But this is a guy that every year gets you 11 sacks, every year. And I'm not sure he's going to give you 16 sacks like he had two years ago. But Hassan Reddick is an upgrade from Charles Harris, Romeo Okwara, Julian Okwara, John Kaminsky, James Houston. Hassan Reddick is, 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 is a force. Put him on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson? Man, that would be fun. So I endorse this. The Lions are in go-for-it mode. I don't want to hear about, well, they'll be safe and they'll sign. No, no. And I got the understanding of why the Lions didn't want to mortgage the future for Montez Sweat um, during the season, why they didn't want to trade for Chase Young. They didn't want to mess with the apple cart. All right, well, the apple cart now is done for this season. It's a new year, and this is an elite pass rusher. The Lion, he fits a need. I don't know if he's a good guy or not. I don't know if he's going to fit culturally in this locker room. Maybe being on three teams is a bit of a red flag. But this is a guy that's been on Super Bowl teams, all right? And he can get after the quarterback. He's got great speed, great quickness on the edge. And putting him opposite of Aiden Hutchinson is a go-for-it move to me. It just is. That's a monster upgrade from the Okwara brothers. Now, Brian Burns is in free agency. Maybe you just sign him, and he's your he's your uh, Hassan Reddick. And you got them long-term, and you don't have to give up any assets. You know, what are the Eagles going to want? At least a second-round pick, maybe two of them, maybe a second and a fifth, right? Brad Holmes loves draft picks. He doesn't like trading draft picks. But would I go after Hassan Reddick? Yeah, I would. I, I love his versatility, and I think he can get to the quarterback. So that would be a move I absolutely 100% would make. Am I trading my first round pick for him, number 29? No, I'm not. Not for a rental, I'm not. Um, but I think this would be this would be a great move for the Lions. This is what they need. And he's a veteran, ready to win right now. And if he comes here on a one-year prove-it deal, he's going to be motivated to get money. Now, again, 
he may say, I'm not being traded to a team unless I have a, a contract extension in place. And maybe Brad Holmes and the Lions don't want to do that. It's all possible. But if they want to go for it, go get this guy. He's a premier pass rusher. And I think he's better than Brian Burns. What about odds for the Super Bowl for next year? We'll do that coming up next right here on Locked Online. All right, folks, we are brought to you today by our friends at DoorDash. Hey, here's my bag. Here it is right here. Proof is in the pudding right here that I use DoorDash. I got my, actually, I had breakfast the other day, DoorDash to me on Super Bowl Sunday morning. Uh, I had my breakfast burrito, a ham, egg, and cheese burrito from National Coney Island. You get the hash browns well done, side of toast. That's a breakfast of champions right there, ladies and gentlemen. And you get it from DoorDash. All right. What a football game that was last night. But as usual, the commercials stole the show in my book. DoorDash went out all out for game day. And DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner. Cars, snacks, even tax software. How about that? DoorDash is the all-in app for your everyday needs. It's not just food and restaurants. Groceries, flowers, gifts, whatever you need. You're running around and you don't have time for stuff. Get on that DoorDash app, all right? It is simple. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we're on the thick of ba- in the thick of basketball games, the school year. Let's face it, winter is here. I can think of a million reasons daily. Order DoorDash, hop on the app, Make your day a little easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize from your sad friends in San Francisco, all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered. Monday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Our friends out in Vegas and our friends at FanDuel official sports betting partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network, have the following odds for next year's Super Bowl. Super Bowl 59, of course, played in New Orleans next year. Top five teams for odds for the Super Bowl next year to win it all. San Francisco 49ers at plus 550. Kansas City Chiefs at plus 650. Baltimore Ravens at plus 900. Buffalo Bills at plus 1,000. Detroit Lions at plus 1,200. Not a surprise with the Niners and the Chiefs. All those guys uh, on both teams are expected back. You feel for a guy like Dre Greenlaw, who tore his Achilles last night. The Chiefs, you have to figure, are going to re-sign Chris Jones. Why would he leave? They're all going for the three-peat. Andy Reid said he's coming back. Travis Kelsey said he's coming back. And the Niners still are very good despite their coach not knowing the overtime rules. But Ravens with Lamar, Bills, always a chic pick. Then you got the Lions at plus 1,200. Brad Holmes made it a point of saying, we're going to get better. We're going to improve. This is just the start this year. But when was the last time the Detroit Lions were a top five favorite to win the Super Bowl? All right. Uh, as far as odds for winning the NFC, the 49ers plus 225 for next year, Lions plus 550, followed by the Eagles and Cowboys at plus 800, and the Packers at plus 1,000. 
We're going to have some kind of uh, rivalry next year with Lions and Packers. It's going to be two great football games uh, next year. What are the odds, by the way, Lions-Niners to open up next season on Thursday Night Football? I know they'll probably put the Chiefs on there again. Uh, you'd figure because they won it all. But what about Lions-Niners rematch in San Francisco to open up next season? Why not? You know the Lions are going to be on a ton, a ton of nationally televised games. I just love this. I love it. Right? Vegas knows. The league knows. And the Lions even know a little bit. Hey, we got a target on our backs. Here come the Packers trying to knock us off. It's not going to be easy to win 12 games again next year like the Lions did this year. The schedule's much more difficult next year. But the Lions have a really good football team. And with Brad Holmes at the helm, drafting players, you know they're going to bring in a bunch of corners. You know they're hopefully going to draft a corner or two, like I mentioned before, with the edge rushers. And we saw it last night. The Lions, the Niners should have won last night. The Niners could have won. The Niners could have won last night. Made too many mistakes, but they were right there. Kyle Shanahan, another double-digit lead in the Super Bowl, gagged away. The Lions are there, man. They are there. This is a football team that, that, that feels itself a little bit, has confidence, knows that they can win, has a quarterback back, has a coach they rally around, and is on a mission to improve their roster even more. And I think upgrade, like we said, edge corner, add another receiver to the mix, um, see what happens at right guard and left guard with Glasgow and Jackson, but it's a team that's going to be around for a while, and I love it. They're the fifth fifth uh, most favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. Do you imagine? My goodness. All right, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network on a Monday edition. We are back again tomorrow, chasing around a few guests for the week. We'll keep you posted on that. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. And again, Please subscribe to our Locked On Lions YouTube channel.